This is Robbie Illuminati, the motherfucking op killer. And your eyes, ears, mind, body, and soul are checking out the Three Count Podcast. Hit him with a, hit him with a three count. Pin him to the ground and the crowd go wild, man. Now know me y'all like. Hit him with a three count. On the top row crowd already know how I fly him to the flow like. Hit him with a three count. And your boy real chicken. I know, we totally haven't done this in a while because... Welcome, everybody, to this great edition on Sunday. You know what it is. It is the Three Count Podcast Debate Show, and it seems to be like, you know, Chaz just ducks us left, right, and center, and uh, it's the thing that he likes to do most, but it is what it is. Welcome to our show. We are here. It is your man, the boy, the man, the myth, the legend, the greatest of all time. I don't know any other verbs I can or adverbs I can add to this, but it is Clifford Red Dog Miller here with the Debate Show, and we are going down our roster Let's welcome everybody in. So you see him down below. He's kind of half seen, half there, half man, half amazing. He's the one who gets paid because, you know, even Jesus owes him money. Give it up for the Dark Lord himself, Damien Fatal. I will collect what I owe, as always. Just remember that. (laughs) And, of course, as always, you can see him. He's right next to me in the bandana of camouflage he is the man who just destroys racist bears and bears who are racist give it up for the man himself chris idol always happy to be here always happy to be here it's cool we ain't gonna put out business (laughs) (laughs) hold on actually i'm kind of curious about the racist bears actually (laughs) um got a question about that sir okay I, i hopefully i have an answer so when was the last time you encountered a racist bear, and was it Yogi? Um, you know, suspect about Yogi. <laughs> <laughs> Just sitting out there, like, hey, boo boo, you see that man over there? <laughs> We're gonna go get him. <laughs> well, you know, I know we never did see Yogi with any bears darker than him. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, see? <laughs> see? Such that. Man, let's just be real, okay? Yogi didn't care about nobody. I've never seen him with Smokey the Bear either, okay? So we just be honest. No, you ever yeah. seen Coca-Cola Bear? It wasn't a thing. <laughs> he, said, he said, Yogi, Polar Bears, I ain't trying to hang out with any of them. He's like, they are not as smart as me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That is true. That is true. Oh, man. Oh, man. But all right. We have a bunch of debate topics. But first, we got to get into our announcements, guys. So check it out. You know, now entering always has interviews coming out on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I think even this week we have a special one coming out on Wednesdays. And actually, this might be the week that we have. Oh, no, no. That's going to be in July. You got a special one coming out in July. Just know we have a bunch of interviews that are getting ready to drop. Also, you guys can cop our merch. You guys see it's right there, right underneath me. I don't know. We'll put it like that right there. And there's actually another one. You go, go to, uh, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash three count podcast and you guys can check us out and get our merch. Um, also, you can get my uh, my t-shirts right there. You know, you can find those at whatamaneuver.net as well. You can find uh, Pure Ignorance as well on whatamaneuver.net so you guys can pick up our stuff there. Also, we got affiliates now and Chaz wasn't here for this when I got to make this announcement, but you guys will be the first ones to get to hear it. So you guys can actually go to our linktree.com forward slash three count pod and you can actually check it out. We are now affiliated with the coldest water. So if you guys want to go through, click the link and you guys can get a small percentage off at the uh, coldest water. So check us out there as well as raise energy drinks. So make sure you go check us out there. That's right. 
we are selling out because you know what? We want to make money too doing this podcast and we don't want to work our normal jobs. It, it is, that really- is true. Yeah, no, no, that, that, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Some yeah. of us don't want to Yeah, be- I'm all about the sellout. Some of us, yeah, <laughs> I'm all about the money. <laughs> <you know. laughs> <laughs> it is what it is at this point, man. It is what it is. No, no, it is. No, it is. It is. <laughs> so, with that being said, though, we do have some debate topics for you guys. So, get ready to check us out. I got to pull up the first one because, you know, sometimes the photos just go away and I don't care for it. So, let's get into our first debate topic. Originally, uh, Chaz wanted us to talk about whether wrestling was making its way back to the mainstream. I said, we didn't have any of that. We're going to talk about what happened last night on AEW after the show. Eddie Kingston shot a promo. Uh, This was after Jungle Boy and Kenny Omega had their match, in which Eddie Kingston referred to WWE as the competitors and that they don't have the passion, nor do they care about their fans. So the debate topic today is, is he right? And we'll start with the idol. Okay, I think he's wrong about the uh, the wrestlers having the past. I think there are plenty of people in the WWE right now that have plenty of passion for what they do. Uh, off the top of my head, uh, two of the top guys, Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre. I think are two great examples of that. Um, if you watch Talking Smack, you see it every week. How passionate There's plenty of people that have passion. Watch NXT on Tuesday. You see a plenty of passion on that show. So I think there's plenty of passion. Now, does WWE care about their fans? I think they do. Just maybe not all of them. <laughs> I know. I think they care about the fans that watch the show. That you know, that always watch the show. But I don't know. It's like the people that complain about their show, or the people that typically don't watch the show. <laughs> yeah. Most so of the time. Uh, so you know. So I feel like they don't care about those people. Just like does that does that make sense, Cliff? Like where I'm like where I'm going with that? Yeah, I kind of feel like WWE is kind of like if you're not spending money on our product, we don't really care what you have to say. Like yeah, right, 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 right. So they're just like, all right, you can say, oh man, WWE doesn't care about the fans, and it's like the fans that feel that way. I feel like are typically the fans that are anti WWE anyway. In a little bit, so it's like, why would they care about you if you don't like their show? Why are they going to make a show? What you mean? <laughs> yeah, they can make a show that the people that already watch are going to continue. I, I think it's like, I think it's like that. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think like if you look at shows like on Tuesday with like NXT, you know, you see guys like Carmelo Hayes or you guys see uh, see guys like Ari Sterling, Alexander Zane, for those of you who really just want to talk about the indie scene and Christian Casanova, if you guys want to talk about how it looks on the Christian. But I think those guys like the Cruiserweight division, I feel like is is a great division at WWE. Like I really do. Hands down. I think they show like they have a lot of passion because they really sell into the matches and they make you believe that they that you want to be a part of that. 
Now, as far as like some of the guys on the on the upper echelon, right? Maybe sometimes you could tell that they're phoning it in. They're just kind of like, I'm I'm just here. I, I'm I'm just here so I don't get fined. And then they put on their sunglasses and refuse to take questions from reporters. But it is what it is. I mean, like, I feel like because you know, even even Vince, there was a report of it earlier this week that Vince McMahon ha- has acknowledged that the product is stale, right? And that they're waiting for fans to show up so they can start giving them like new things to talk about and new people showing up or whatever, just things just to happen. They were just waiting for the fans at the end of the day. And I think to me, it's just, it's very foretelling that, um, that it's, they, they don't care right now, but I feel like there might be like a change in the wind, especially with what happened on raw this last week, where I actually genuinely thought raw was a good show. Like I liked, I thought Hell in a Cell was okay. I thought Raw was actually the wrestling aspect of Raw was a really good show. The rest of it I could just like gone away from. And then NXT, you know, of course, always brings the fire. So I think, I think, man, like, I think WWE shows and spurts that they care about their fans. But of course, then fans will bitch and want to get a get fired because they don't they don't know anything about the product. Right. What about you, Damien? All right, so, like I said, uh, see, that's kind of like that fine line, like you both said. Like, yeah, they might not care about all the fans, care about, like, their hardcore fans. That's going to sort of, you know, support the product regardless. And then their investors, too, as well. Can't forget that important aspect of the situation. You know, the investors kind of come first, unfortunately. If they don't have the money, they can't, you know, make the credit, so to speak. So, I don't know. I'm a dick. I say fuck the fans and continue to do what they do. If you want to keep it real. <laughs> you don't make that money, man. I got yeah. you, my dude. Well, you know, honestly, Damon, you bring up a really good point that I think a lot of people forget. Like, okay, so AEW, right? They make their money from the fans. Like, that's where all of their money comes from. Because they have to make their audience happy, regardless, right? Right. WWE's money doesn't come from the fans anymore. (laughs) Like, a small portion of it. But most of their money comes from the network. Yeah, and like all the other shit that they do. So like, yeah. So like the people, so like me and you buy a ticket to go to their show. That's not the. That's a small portion of the money that that company makes. Exactly. Like you said, it's the it's the network and the investors that they have to make happy because that's where. Yep. 90% of the money comes from. Whereas AEW or like Ring of Honor or Impact, their money comes from the fans. The fans aren't paying, they're not making money. So that, exactly. I think a lot of people forget about that too. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, they do. when you have close to $4 billion invested from three deals, yeah, you, you might want to care about what those people say, but then you got to understand too, like people won't watch your product. Like we've kind of noticed that the decline of WWE, like in their viewerships, right? Like it's, it's something to bring up, but it's also, it's, it's important, but it's not important, right? We got to put it out there is that the decline of viewerships, like you're not bringing in that money, right? And if you're not bringing in the money, 
if you're not bringing in the viewers, then advertisers aren't going to pay. So you're not making that money back. Like WWE could low-key be like, hey, yo, Fox, you already gave us the billion dollars. Fuck off for now. Like, we'll see you. We'll, we'll renegotiate this deal in, uh, in four years. But I think – I mean, facts. They could. I think ultimately what it is, though, is that you're seeing that people like NBC, people like Fox, people like Saudi Arabia are, like, investing all this this money into the product. But, you know, if you don't have people who are watching the, watching the product back and you're declining viewerships, like – eventually you're going to have to make the viewers happy and like help get those guys like get their money back. Otherwise NBC or Fox is just going to be like, Hey, you know what? Um, we don't, we don't need you guys. <laughs> but they kind of, they kind of do that. If you really think about it. Well, here's the flip side of that though. So even with Raw's extremely declining rating, it's still by far the most watched show on USA. You got a point. Like, that's the that's so that's another thing. So like even with the rapid decline, they're so far so far ahead of everything else that USA's got. That is right. Even though it's not as it's still popular as it was before. Yeah, even though it's nowhere near as popular as it was before, it's still so far ahead of everything else on the network that it's almost like there's no real motivation to necessarily make it better. Yeah. The lack the lack there of competition when it comes down yeah, to it. It's like, so like if Raw only got a million viewers, so let's say the average USA show gets like three hundred thousand, that's still like so like that's still great. <laughs> Yeah, that is that is that is interesting to that yeah. is that network because well because yeah. look, look, look at SmackDown right yeah. SmackDown SmackDown brings in like two two point four two point five million and they're they're next to the NFL they're probably the highest rated thing on now no, 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 okay there you go it's just it's a weird thing to think that like you are so far ahead of the rest Later. of the competition like weekly that you pretty much just command your price. And it's just a weird thing to think. Like, WWE is like, hey, yeah, you know, we, we know we only average 1.7 million viewers. But if you look at Psyched, it only averaged 700,000. So we're still a million above that. Even on their season, yeah. they're not doing as great as us. Like, it's, you're like, oh, yeah. it's that's like shitty to say. <laughs> it's like, like, okay, so like, what is the company's motive to really make real change with like raw why like like where's the motivation other than like especially with no fans yeah especially with us fans it's just us fans online are saying oh the show is crap but you're getting paid an astronomical amount to make the show so rich rich says the problem is that there's a lot of older wrestlers and are still getting a lot of main event matches while many of the younger NXTers who move to WWE never or very seldom get their opportunities, i.e. Rude, Diggler, uh, Dillinger, Ricochet, Lee, Black, Joe, Nakamura, Baszler should be, uh, should be or should have been more in the spotlight. Zayn, Cesaro should have the run, have title runs. But when you still have Lashley, Orton, and Sheamus, etc., uh, and no talents like Corbin be getting runs, they continue to become stale. 
I'm going to be like wow. this. I'm going to put this out there. Corbin is the best heel right. on WWE next to Randy Orton. Like, on SmackDown, he right. is the best heel. Like, there's just no... Oh, yeah, he's the heel. Yeah, he there's no the looks heel. around it. Next... Well, yeah, actually, yeah. let me, let me back this up. to get nuclear heat, that's him. As like, let me back yeah. this up. Next to Roman Reigns on SmackDown, sure. he's the best heel. <laughs> and then, yeah, I think from definitely. there, it's like Zayn and then probably Apollo Crews. Like, those four all together. Like, but... There's another name right there, Apollo Cruz, right? He's going to come up. He's going to come up, right? You see um, people like uh, you see Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn's starting to get his his rock back on. Seth Rollins is still there, like holding steady. There's like there's a lot of pro- people in there that make the product interesting to watch on the SmackDown side. On Raw side, I mean, it is there's kind a of, lot of good talent Bobby. there, but it's stale as fuck. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's like, Bobby. Like, like that's it. <laughs> okay, but see, all right, like all right. So this at the end of the day, right? This is how I feel about yeah. it. And this goes, if you really think about it, this is kind of like how it is in wrestling in general. When you have your mainstays, when you have your veterans, they're always ninety percent of the time are at the top of the card. They're the ones that are getting the shot. That's just the way that wrestling is. You go to your go-to guy. You go to your solid guy, the guy that you know is going to get the motherfucking job done and put asses in seats. Like it or not. So, all the fans out there that is bitching about it, do your homework on wrestling and realize that this is the way that it's been. Period. It's even like that in Planned Parenthood. Like it or not. (laughs) Like it or not, it don't matter if they did put a curtain jerk on at the main event. The people that the, the people that are watching are caring about the stars. Yeah, and ultimately That's why like, they tune in. I think too, WWE WWE has established who their stars are on the show, yeah. right? Like we've seen it with Bobby and Drew, Sheamus to an extent. You know, like yeah. you're seeing the guys who WWE are trying to push into that next level and say, these are our stars. Pay attention to these guys. The problem is going to be is when the fans come back in July, will they yeah. accept those stars? Now we saw at WrestleMania that obviously Roman being a heel, I, I got what I wanted because, you know, I really thought that fans were going to cheer Roman Reigns Sorry, when he showed up and very yeah. rarely they did not. They just, they booed him because <laughs> they know he's yeah. a heel. And I was like, all right, I'm grateful. And that, that's a good point, Cliff, actually, about, like, this whole pandemic uh, era for WWE. They have no parameters other than social media right. of what is or isn't working. And just because social media hates something doesn't necessarily mean that the math That is garbage. Yeah. I mean, let's be real. We've seen, like, big reactions to stuff that happened on, like, Raw, SmackDown, or a pay-per-view that people would, like, sit all over on social media. Yeah. So it's really weird. So you just, yeah. like, they have no parameters. Right. If you put a ricochet out there, they could do a bunch with ricochet. And then they hit the road. What, their first show on the road is Money in the Bank, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. All right, so, yeah, so they're doing all this with ricochet, right? And ricochet's entrance can hit at Money in the Bank, and the crowd can be dead fucking quiet. Yep, real quick. <laughs> like yeah. we hope that's not the case, obviously. But we don't really like they don't really know what isn't isn't happening on. Because at this point, I think both all these companies are just throwing shit at the wall, 
and say yeah. what the fuck sticks. Right, right. But if to you be really fair, think about it. To be fair, though, something that Eddie Kingston did say, we'll wrap this back up back around to what we were trying to circle. Something that Eddie Kingston said is that AEW does listen to fans. And that's pretty apparent because remember when Matt Hardy first got into, he was bringing Broken Matt Hardy and the fans were kind of like, we like it, but we really just want you. We don't want Broken Matt Hardy. And so they, the fan, he kind of listened, AEW made adjustment and they switched, right? It's, it's been the same way with everything else that's gone on through just wrestling and period. Like they've managed to swerve and bring back like what, what they kind of wanted, you know, and yeah. we'll see. And they keep yeah. they keep reacting to how the fans react, right? So they're paying attention to the metrics, and it kind of shows. It kind of shows, like in their ratings, that a like we genuinely are listening to you guys, and that's why our ratings haven't tanked completely. Because I think their last show on Friday last week only drew like four hundred thousand people, but that's still a lot of people to be watching wrestling on, on, a, on a Friday night at ten o'clock yeah. at night. And you're yeah, talking yeah. about you're still paying attention. Like that's your diehard fans though, like listening. But exactly AEW is paying attention to their fans. That's the cool that's that's what's cool. Where WWE is like, all right, uh, so it, it really didn't work out with Drew. So we'll just we'll we'll put we'll put Bobby in the spot and hopefully we'll get a big reaction out of it. And we'll just pay attention to social media and hope it works. And then yeah. then you broke up the hurt business a week before yeah. that whole match, and you saw how the fans turned, they were like, Come on, man. We want that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's very, yeah, it's, it's weird. Yeah. I, but see, I think I see that at the same time. The story, I get, oh God, I get, I, all right, I didn't want them to break up the hurt business, but I get why. Lashley looks more dominant by himself than MVP in this corner. Right. He doesn't look, he, I, I feel like having all those people will make him look somewhat weak. And he's too big, excuse my language, not excuse my language, he is too big of a nigga to be having little cronies watching his back like that. You know what I mean? So, like, I don't know. It sucks that it had to happen, but I get it. And, like, by himself, that, that man's been on a tear. Yeah. Yeah, it it's it is it is what it is, man. It sucks, but I I know I kind of want to see I kind of want to see WWE pay attention a little bit more to their fans and not get rid of people because they don't know anything about the business. We'll talk about that later. You guys will hear it, so don't worry. All right. So let's talk about this other subject. We're gonna move on because you know we talk about you know Eddie Kingston if he's right or not, but we gotta talk about Kenise Mobley. Everrise, Austin Gray, Tyler Breeze, Fandango, Killer Dane, Aria Davari, Tony Neat, the Bollywood Boys. Uh, we got to talk about Toro uh, Ruas, Kurt Stallion, uh, Marina Shafir, and Tino Sabantelli, or otherwise, the people who got cut this week from WWE. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So, Chris, we kind of talked about this the other day and it, you kind of brought up a good point it's it's genuinely people you're really not gonna care about <laughs> yeah, unfortunately yeah. he's right and I'm, I'm like but these and i feel bad for saying because there are people on there who i did enjoy but by and large okay so 
I'm gonna use this as a parameter. So I watch, I watch all the WWE shows every week with my mom. My mom is not a hardcore wrestling fan. She, her, the extent of her wrestling knowledge is what happens on the show. So, out of that list of people that got released, my mom's not going to notice that any of them are gone. It's going to be way after the fact. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 does, it, does, it does suck. It really sucks. No, it does suck. It sucks badly. And that's the same thing with my wife. My wife Yeah. But that list is comprised of people that the mainstream folks have either never heard of or you're going to get that, oh, they still work there? Type reaction. That's what I did. Like if I told my mom, hey, they let go of the uh, the Singh brothers, she'd probably be like, oh, I thought they were already fired. <laughs> I haven't seen them in forever. Right? <laughs> I know they sound really shitty. But because they're all very talented people, and I have faith that everyone on that list will bounce back and be great. Same. Within the world of the WWE, those can't be surprised, bro. Yeah, you can't be surprised, and they they don't have tremendous impact on any of the products. Right. I think I think for me, what it is is that um. We're just we're watching all this great talent that got signed a few years ago, right? To WWE, and it's it's really because WWE didn't want like them going to anybody else. They just wanted them for themselves and just like hoard them. They thought AEW was going to be. They didn't know what AEW was going to be, so they took precautionary measures by hoarding talent to keep as many away from them as they could. But now they see what AEW is, and AEW, you know, the realm that it exists. It, it is what it is. Not talking good, bad, or indifferent, but they know what AEW is. This isn't the second coming of like WCW. Right. This is more along the lines of Nirvana Impact, you know, in that kind of realm. So now they're just kind of like, well, all these people we hoarded, so, so we need to keep them. Yeah, and it, it sucks because there's like, and this is like the third set of cuts that we've seen since WrestleMania. Well, like third or fourth cut that we've seen since WrestleMania. And it's there's a few people in there who've been cut because of obvious reasons. Because like one, they like put a black eye on the company, but then there's like some talent that's in that you're just kind of like, okay, why did you cut that person when you can utilize that person for like their knowledge, right? Someone like Mickey James, right? Who obviously. She's on the NWA, and she's going to be doing her thing now, being uh, being the person that runs the women's tournament that's going to be happening here soon. I or the all women pay per view. I'm sorry, the all women pay per view. It's just it's crazy to me to think that that we're just that WWE was literally hoarding this much talent. Like I think at one time we talked about it, like there was more people on the main roster than there was in all of AEW, <laughs> and now like. You got so much talent that you cut so many people that like 205, I think, now has only five people, five active wrestlers, one of them being a producer, and that's Brian Kendrick. Like everybody else is just there. And so 
of course you're gonna have this new focus on NXT in a cruiserweight division, which is what we saw. But it's just to me, it's just, it's just another level of like Jesus, bro. Like, how much talent did you need on your roster when you're not even gonna showcase everybody? You're just kind of like a hey, here and there, sports people. It's just it's crazy to me to think about. Right, it is. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it it sucks. It does, and especially now with them going back on the road, like they're thinking of road expenses. <laughs> you know, some of these times you gotta fly out and pay for hotel, and then. It's going to be talent that you're literally paying to stay at home because you have no plans to use them on the road. Right. You have no plans to use them at all. Why not? Yeah, I think I think the other part, too, is crazy, too, is like, like you make a good point, right? So you have these road expenses that you got to pay for, so you obviously got to get rid of talent because they're not doing it. You're not using them for anything, so you got to get rid of those guys. And then, like, the other people that, like, you have your Austin Grays, right? Like, the guy that you legit last year, you really haven't utilized him on TV, so you just cut him, right? And in 30 days, we'll see him back on the indie scene. But then you have another dude, Tina who you legitimately let go so that he could go to AEW and snitch, and then you signed him back only to cut him, like, five months later. Like, I, some of that shit that happens, man, it's just, it's just wild to me, like, the things that you're going to go through and do. So I'm just, I, I don't know, man. It's just weird that WWE afford so much talent and then just get rid of them out of a whim. Yeah, it is, but you know what, though? That happens in everyday life, though, right? Yeah, I mean, it does. Especially in Maryland. Yeah, especially in Maryland. At Will State. Yeah. So, yeah, but, uh, like, a few of us have now seen what those cuts look like. <laughs> yeah. True. <laughs> that is true. I'll be I'll be front. I know what it's like. I know what it's like to be a a a person who is just like, hey, you know what? By the way, uh, quote unquote budget cut is what we're doing, and we're getting rid of you guys. I I've had it happen to me in a previous job. So yeah, no, I know how that feels. <laughs> It's like, yeah, we're gonna keep these guys, but you guys, yeah, you guys gotta go. Have a good one, though. Yeah, it's nice. I mean, at least, well, you know what is funny is that my company essentially did exactly what WWE did. They gave me a ninety-day no comp. Well, it's not a no compete clause. It was just a ninety-day like, hey, here's your severance package. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> they cut me. They cut me, man. I had no choice. <laughs> Oh man, but Damien, how are you feeling about the cuts for uh, WWE? So, ah, all right, yeah, all right. So I'm gonna be the realist on this one, right? When it comes down to it, like you said, they hoarded way too much talent. So, like at the end of the day, like it's about the bottom dollar, bro. It's about the bottom dollar. If you got people just sitting there not contributing and you can't figure out how they can contribute and why people at the end of the day. Like why? Yeah. Why waste the money? Why waste the time? Why waste their time? At the end of the day, let them go and do them. 
Get Carla's computer. Put it in yeah, the it is some trash. It really, it really is. All right. So, I mean, it sucks. It sucks that business has to be so harsh. But at the end of the day, dude, wrestling's a business. Yeah. Like, I mean, do we get mad when, like, Pepsi gets rid of, like, one of their drivers? No. Exactly. No, we don't get mad at, at Pepsi. If we're getting rid- but we do get mad at the NFL teams whenever they cut one of our favorite players. <laughs> exactly. So, it's like, no offense, but, like, you know, the Pepsi driver, his job is just as important as the football player. What? <laughs> I, you know, I without that driver, we get no damn Pepsi. I genuinely want to see somebody get upset. <laughs> like, I want to know that person. I want to see. I got to see it now. I got to see that person who gets upset. And be like, "Hey, man, did you see Bob got let go?" I'm like, "Wait, Bob? Like, yeah, that's my favorite dude." <laughs> like, I want to know. Yo, like, actually, you know what? Hey, man, did you know? Uh, you remember? You remember Chris? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in the he was in the bread aisle. Yeah, they cut him. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> yo, hard work yo, well like why would they let him go that makes no sense who are they gonna have fill that position jim he's terrible <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> that shit happened at my old job like legitly happened at my old job the store manager we had was like kind of crap but like he was leaving so i think he just was like yeah i'm dude i'm done and then we got a worse GM. Oh no! <laughs> and then she ended up fucking up the whole entire store. The store was closing at like ten o'clock for like a week because both overnight supervisors quit. Damn. And then she took a leave of absence. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! No bueno. Yeah. So, like. Like I said, it happens. It happens all the time, B. It is what it is. I have faith, just like, just like you know, Mr. Idol said, that those guys will bounce back. They're all talented individuals. Yeah. Well, so, there's no doubt. There's no doubt that they're going to bounce back and that they're going to do great things. It's just, to me, it's just maddening that you were able to hoard almost 200 wrestlers, like 200 top wrestlers. And then just be like, you know what? Uh, yeah, we don't, we don't need you. We don't need you, and we're going to get rid of you. Bye. Uh, yeah, no, that's, that is kind of crappy. But then at the same time, it's like, well, now we're giving you what you wanted. And that's Go the off crazy and do what you part feel like about – That's the crazy part about WWE is that they're like, yeah, we know we, uh, we're going to give you guys what you want, and we're going we're gonna to bring shows to you guys. But then uh, – we're also going to cut all the fat of all the people that we're not using. So we listen to our crowds. I think that's where it goes into. It's pretty much like, hey, <laughs> we're listening to the fans. We're going to let these talents go so they can make a name somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what it is. That's Okay, you know what? That's what pisses me off about this whole thing. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, hey, what do you mean? We listened to you guys. We did what you said. We cut them, Okay. <laughs> You didn't do it when you asked, but we did it. You are the authority. You made it. 
that's what you want to blame anybody blame yourselves yeah (laughs) (laughs) we didn't mess it up you did it was your fault the reason why the booking happened the way they did that's that's what it is that's what gets me irritated about the show now 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 we're getting to the heart of it now we get it's not the time it's the fact that wwe says they listen and then they do some shitty things to us (laughs) that's what it is Uh, it's like it's like a it's like an abusive relationship yeah (laughs) you know it's bad for you it really is. You know, there's, there's no good. That's all it is. We're just hoes. <laughs> we, we we legitimately we have and the crazy part is right is it's like it's like Stockholm syndrome right so like we get beat down and then we continue to go back. <laughs> we do. Yeah. It's like we're like Latin, hey, Latin, you see what happened on Raw last week? <laughs> right. Oh man. Give me uh, all right. So for you guys, some of you guys who are just not paying attention, are checking us out. We are back live on uh, on Facebook. Uh, we know we uh, we had some difficulties, so now we're back up. You guys can catch us on Facebook, and that's where we're at. For the meantime, between time, maybe we'll even go to YouTube at some point. I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> but I genuinely wanted to pop on and just let people know, like, hey, we're we're back up on Facebook. So anyway. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's crazy to think that we, as fans, we just we legit just want to go back and watch more of the product. And we're like, but you, but you let go so many other talented individuals, and now you're like, hey, we listened to you guys. Check out what we did, and we're like, what? Well, you didn't even use them on your product. Like, can you, name name me your favorite August August Gray match. I have no idea. Hold on, hold on. Who does that get? Oh, do I know yeah. who he is? Anthony. Oh, yeah, Green. I do know who he is. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. No, no. I, I ain't gonna lie. It, it's been it's been a bop since I like you know really paid attention. Hold on. Do I know who August Green is? What does he look like? Uh, long curly hair. Uh, white. Really, really talented. No, really. What does he look I'm like? not gonna be. I'm not gonna say he's very talented. Anybody tell me? Uh, hold on. I'm gonna read this out from a fan though. So, Mr. Richard says, my what point, do do? who would most fans rather see in a title now? Some 40-something or a younger, talent, talented wrestler. They have their chance with Cesaro and Zayn. Now it's too late because they're too old. Okay, I take private offense to that. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Hold on. No, no. No, no. No, 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 no. Oh, no. I am 41 years old. And I can go with any 19-year-old, 17-year-old, 20-year-old, whatever, and work them under the table. How dare you, sir? I I mean, right now, if the fan base is calling for someone like Drew or Bobby or Roman to be in the title, like, hey, man, that's what's drawing right now. Like, fans fans are so fickle about who they want to see in the title pictures, right? Because – we see Goldberg come back, and then Goldberg's ratings go like take SmackDown like through the roof, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Oh shit, Goldberg, uh, put the title on him. Who cares who has it?" <laughs> How many times did somebody drop the title to Goldberg so that he could carry it to to WrestleMania? Twice in yeah. like a few years that I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah, and fans wanted to see it, and then fans got mad when that when it happened, and then they're like. Well, you wanted to see Goldberg back on the show. And I get it too, right? Because sometimes it's 
fans want to see Nostalgia Avs come back. They don't care if they go for championships. Like, to be real, I kind of agree with some fans, but they're like, I don't really want to see John Cena go for the title at SummerSlam, but I do want to see John Cena back. Like, put him in a marquee matchup, but it doesn't have to be for the title. And I understand that he draws ratings, but at the same time, like, use him to give the shine to somebody else. That way, that person can carry the torch on, right? So I feel like, you know, as much as I want to be like, yeah, let me get Roman versus Cena. Like, I, I don't really want to see it. I really just want to see, like, you know, like Cena and Cesaro or maybe, you know, maybe Rollins and Cena and then you can give me Edge and, and Roman or something to that effect. I just think right now I'm just not – I'm not with Cena and Roman going for the title. You know what I mean? I can see that. I mean, it like it doesn't have to have, happen off the break. I guess you could say. Yeah. Like that could be something that's like drawn out a little bit. But I mean, again, like you said, it's gonna put asses in. Yeah. It is. <laughs> as much as people might not want to take them and or hate on it, it's like at the end of the day, though. How those buy rates and and, and, and and you know ticket sales were how were they? Oh, they were all right. People still came. All right, we good now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it is what it is. But you know, you guys keep writing your comments in. We'll keep trying to read them out and uh, let us know what you guys are thinking. We're gonna move on to our next section. I love this section. It's one of my new favorite ones. We call it Tim Check. So we can either talk about a wrestler that's either going hot. Or even a wrestler who's gone cold. But we're going to pick out a wrestler who we think is either on the up and up or is just cooling off. So let us start this off with Damien. I need your temp check, man. Give me a wrestler that you like or you don't like. Um, the whole entire Planned Parenthood roster. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you should have known that was coming. You know what's but, crazy, see, though? This is- this is no. This is going to be crazy. My my reaction to this, though, as much as I would like to say that they are down, they are actually slowly gaining that like that momentum. Like, there's a lot of interesting guys. I hate to fucking admit this, that I'm actually pretty okay, somewhat reading about. <laughs> yeah, like Eddie Kingston, for instance. I I kind of fuck with him hard. Yeah, like yeah, I don't know. Uh... Like, I can watch him all day long, no matter where he's at. Like, I could actually stomach the, like, highlights of them facing the Young Bucks. Okay. And that was only because them two were in it. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's funny. Justin, man, who's your temp check, man? Who you got on the up and up? Um... Let's see. I like Eddie Kingston. Uh, Jungle Boy, too. Um, those are the two. Uh, those are really the two that I think are really like two people that that aren't in that upper echelon that I feel really gonna be up there really soon. Yeah. yeah. Okay. My two. I think for me, my temp check, man, the guy to watch out for, the one that's on the rise, is actually Carmelo Hayes. Like. I've said this a few times, like his match with Adam Cole and then the match that he had with Kushida, you kind of see the momentum is like building up with him. Like they really, 
They really value him at NXT. And uh, it's not going to be long before you start seeing really, really catch on fire for for it. Uh, I think another person that I want to put out there, too, that I think is, like, gaining his momentum and, like, just tearing it up quietly but will really explode here soon is actually Kyle O'Reilly. Like, he is putting on some banger matches. And I say, like, I know he came off with that big, that big move with Adam Cole. And then here I was obviously in the four, in the, the five way. Uh, but I just feel like, man, like, they're really like, hey, we're going to we're keep the bubbling. But he's like getting some big wins. Like, he just got the big win over Kushida, you know, this last, this last Tuesday. I, I'm genuinely interested to see where they go with him. I was like, man, this, he could, he could be a nightmare for, for people. Like, and I think WWE is is really putting a lot of weight behind him. And I got to be honest, another group of people who are actually catching my temp hit row. Like I do like them. (laughs) They're actually very entertaining. I really like him. Actually, we got, uh, Richard says Matt Riddle is uh, on his temp check for people that are on the up and up. To be fair, the other person I think too, kind of cooling off a little bit is actually Drew McIntyre. I kind of feel that too, especially after his loss to Lashley. Yeah. I mean, I know like, and then, and then the loss to, um, to Riddle right afterwards. Oh yeah. Yeah. Drew's entire run is a top guy. He's in front of nobody. Yeah. So he really got his third sure. base. Yeah. I hope this is their way of like cooling him off to reheat him up in front of people. But yeah. You know, it's, it's tough. And I think if I had to um on the women's side, as far as person like I think it might be heating up. Um I'm gonna be real. People are gonna make fun of me about this. And but in a few years we're gonna we're gonna be like, what happened? Icky Cross, man. <laughs> Let's be real. This gimmick, this superhero gimmick, and she got like the big thumbs up from uh, Shane Helms and you know Molly Holly. They're all like talking about how she's like she's gonna be like that next big. I I'm gonna be honest, man. When I saw her do the promo, I was like, I have no idea what we're talking about. And I saw her as a superhero, I was like, I don't like it. And then she wrestled, I was like, I like it. <laughs> so very That's much. That's kind of what happens to me too. It was like I was like, oh, poor Nikki. And then, like, I actually saw it. I was like, okay, I can fuck with this. Yeah. <laughs> yo, when she right. got up on I'm down. Rope and she did the pose. I was right. like, yo, let's go. I was like, I'm very much a fan of for it. Yeah, I was like, all for it. Yep, yep. Uh, all right, so moving around from temp check, we're going to get into the hot debate topic. Uh, this is... <laughs> This is going to be simple, man. So as we saw, Kenise Mobley did an interview on Asian, not Asian podcast, where she talked about she got brought in to write for the WWE, but she had no idea about wrestling. She didn't even know the champ. She thought his name was Bobby Ashley, Bobby Lashley. Uh, But then she also knew that they were a part of a group called The Hurt Business and that they were really mean guys who wore really nice suits. So... Essentially, when this podcast came out, fans erupted. <laughs> to say the least, fans were pissed. And uh, what ends up happening is a lot of fans threw, threw a lot of hate, a lot of shade. And 
pretty much buried her to the point where WWE was like, hey, we listened to our fans. We got rid of her. But she wasn't <laughs> brought in to write storylines. She was brought in to write jokes because that's what she does. She has a uh, a production. She she has like a product production background, but she also has comedic writing. She has a lot of great. If you guys go through her IMDb, you're gonna see all the shows that she writes for. Um, but it brings the question: Do you really need to have product knowledge to work for the WWE? And I'll start this off. I'll start this off with Idol because I know like you and I who had this back and forth. All right. So here's my thoughts on this. Okay. Do you need product knowledge to get the job? I don't think so. But I feel as though it's on that person that once they get the job, they need to educate themselves because they have access to all of the resources. They've got next got a whole archive, they've got the book, they got all the knowledge right there. So I think it's on those writers that once they get the job, if they don't know, they need to learn very quickly. And you shouldn't go on a podcast or any media thing. If you have any job and talk about how you know nothing about your job. <laughs> or if you're Oh God to- no, that's been like me saying that, you know, I work at Wawa but I can't make a sandwich. But I'm a man. Yeah, I'm an but I have no clue how any of these things in the store work. Because I've never stopped at Wawa. You know what I mean? But it, so it's like, it's okay if she didn't know, but she should not be so open and okay about her ignorance. Like, it would have been one thing if she said, I had no clue when I got the job, but as soon as I got it, I started watching the shows. I started trying to learn everything that I could. I got the WWE encyclopedia. You know, something that made it sound like, oh, I didn't know, but now I'm trying to know because I have Exactly, because he just, yeah, she is fucking idiot. But, but to be fair, yeah. to be <laughs> fair, right, we don't yeah. even know how long she was hired to the company for. She that is true. To the comp- like, let's be real. She could have got hired, like, the Monday before, right? Getting ready that to is fight true. this Monday. And then she did the interview like that Tuesday for Asian Not Asian podcast. And then the next day, WWE was like, hey, you know what, bro? Uh, we didn't approve we that did. podcast. We got to let you go. But we're going to listen yeah, to our like, we That's why we're going to let you go. So Friday, yeah, okay, <laughs> so let her go that Friday. That's kind of shitty. <laughs> so from what I heard, I, I did look into it a little bit. She she had her job for about two weeks. <laughs> now, now, here we go. Now, now. <laughs> what Damn. writer do you know that's hopping on podcasts and talking about this kind of stuff? Right. I feel like she should have asked if it was okay. Yeah, like, you, know? you would have thought that would have been a thing. No, 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 no. Okay, but to be fair, to be fair, they probably told her, hey, you're an independent contractor, which means that we only pay you for the shows you write on, which then tells her as an independent contractor, she can go and do other things. She probably didn't. Let's be real. Let's be real. We don't read the terms of service agreements to any of the shit that we do. I'm pretty oh, sure God, no. went through and just signed that shit and was like, all you right. Know, okay. So this is the reason. When well, I first got my first cell phone. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. All right. So the reason yeah. I say that is because. Yeah. Legitimately, we have never heard any current writer 
that works for WWE ever do an interview ever about their job. Never. That is true, though. Always after they're gone when they talk about the things that they did or wrote about or shit like that. We've never, ne- I mean, never. Yeah, he's right, though. Yeah, never I don't think I've ever heard of current current writer, writer, the company. Yeah, current Raw writer Bob, you know, Galifianakis here doing a podcast talking about his job. <laughs> We've never, this has never happened. <laughs> so I, I just assume that, you know, it's like, when you get the job, they tell you, "Hey, you can't do these things." <laughs> Look, maybe, maybe they had oh, one day introduction court, or, and she was late getting back to where they're like, "Hey, oh, you not to do any media," and then she maybe. went to media. <laughs> probably, yeah. probably went to the bathroom. Because it's very, because it's very unusual. Like I said, this has never happened. We have never had a writer hop on a podcast and talk about their job. In the current context, like I'm actively there. It's always after they're gone. But this so was two weeks. Crazy. Like you mean to tell me that in the two weeks that she's there, right? You can't have a sit down with her and be like, "Hey, yo, listen, it's cool. You decided to go do that, but don't do that again." And as of right now, you're currently on suspension, right? As they always do, you're on suspension. Oh, oh yeah. So we can approve so, of certain podcasts. So. All right, so I don't, I think, yes, they were pissy about what she said. I think the reason she got fired is because it became such a big deal. Yeah, well, because yeah. wrestling fans, that's the, that's listen. The so, unfortunately, wrestling fans got her fired. Yeah, she, they yeah, did. Toxic-ass motherfuckers, man, got her fired. Oh, so, yeah. So the they internet is so much worse know, than Star Wars fans, man. Complain <laughs> why wrestlers get, get let fired. go and people get fired? It's y'all fault. Yeah. Just remember hey, that. Y'all to blame. Like, the interview didn't get her fired. The interview probably got her in trouble. But that's not what got her fired. What got her fired is the big fucking stink that everybody made about her. <laughs> and I don't know if you guys saw the video that I did on Three Count Podcast, right, on the on our TikTok page. But, like, on the TikTok page, I was like, yo, she was brought in just – and I was like, and she doesn't know anything about the product? Oh, well. That's – no big deal, bro. Like, she can learn about the product as she goes along, but she's there to make jokes for Byron and Corey Graves, right? Because let's be real. Those guys, they try, but they're not that good, right? And with Vince, Vince liking a certain type of humor, they probably found, like, the right person to write those jokes. She did this interview. The fans blew up. And then guess what? As toxic fans as we are, we were like, get her off the show. We're not going to watch. And WWE was like, yeah. bro, she didn't even write storylines. <laughs> like, right? She's a joke writer. You care about. Like, like, no, WWE is hiring people to write for this show that don't know shit about their job. She can't right. even tell us who the, you know, who the champion is. And I'm just like, oh, my God. I know. It's like she gave such a bad energy. It was she a terrible did. energy. But like I said, I don't believe they got her fired because they could have pulled. I believe they did pull her to the side and be like, girl, that was terrible. You can't stop <laughs> that. Yeah, but I'm she, sure they did. She didn't even have a chance to fix it because everybody and their mama jumped on her, jumped on her face. I know. And you're talking about like, 
And you're talking about a huge fan base of wrestling fans that just legitimately buried her. And I was like, come on, man. Like, WWE finally did something that we could legitimately enjoy, and we have no idea what was going to happen in the future. And her jokes could have made the product so much more better. But we decided, nah, we don't want to listen to her because she doesn't know anything about wrestling. Like, fuck off, man. We're so much worse than Star Wars fans. Like, I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> like, No, we are. No, we're, more, we're way more petty. Yeah, we're super petty. And we, it's like, it is so weird that WWE was like, oh, man, we got to listen to this fan base. Otherwise, they're going to stop watching our product. Get rid of her. Get rid of her. I was like, and to think, and here's like the part that really gets me, right? That this wasn't only, it wasn't only just the fact that they got rid of her. They got rid of this young, talented, minority female off the show. Like, no fucks were given. Dudes were like, we're boycotting the show because she doesn't know anything about wrestling. Get her off our airway. Like, bro, you didn't even hear her stand-up special yet. You haven't heard anything of her comedic-wise. And you're out here bitching about it. It's like, get out of here, man. I was like, you're so bad. So bad. <laughs> but usually they are. Like, I'm going to be honest. When I was working for Kraft, bro, I didn't know how much stuff Kraft owned. Yeah, I knew mac and cheese, but I didn't know. I had to learn while I was in the job. Bro, like, it wasn't until, like, a year later that I found out that they actually owned corn nuts. I was like, what? It's like, <laughs> a year into the business, man. That's crazy. I was like, and... And for like WWE, WWE is essentially like it's it's like a it's like a grocery store, right? Every aisle has something different in it. You're not gonna learn everything about wrestling in two weeks. So her not know, oh, no, her not, not knowing who the champion was, bro. Like it's it's okay. It's egregious. It's understandable though because she had no connection to the wrestling business and she's still learning. But the fans were like. Fuck her. Get her out of here. She's a uh, bum. Exactly. <laughs> like, we want exactly. wrestling. We want wrestlers. We want people who know about wrestling to write about wrestling for a show that doesn't even acknowledge itself as a wrestling show. Like, I don't exactly. understand. And, and to bring up your point entertainment. About your job, <laughs> like, to bring up your point about your job, like, how many of us know everything about our job when we got a job? No matter what the job was, like it doesn't matter if you worked at Best Buy. Let's say you're a cashier at Best Buy. You're gonna tell me you knew everything about Best Buy before you accepted that, <laughs> that job? Like, get out of here! Well, I worked for Wawa for like over a year, and I still didn't know how to do every fucking thing. <laughs> exactly, but the, but the you know the fact is, it's like okay, you don't know when you get there, but you can learn over exactly. time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just, she eventually got the name right, right? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, at Ashley Lashley. I mean, that's how she said it. She was like, I think it was oh. Ashley, Bobby Lashley. I, I don't know. Oh, okay. I mean, hey, look, she yeah, this is something I right should know. Yeah. She did say, she was like, this is something I probably should know. And she's right. You should know that. But yeah. given like that said, it's so yeah. vast, and you're probably feeding her like, a lot of knowledge in a short amount of span. Like two weeks is not yeah. enough to digest what WWE is all about. Oh, like, fuck no, as a whole, you got three shows. Three. Yeah. And so, like, it was a bad You know that she's writing I, for the Raw team only. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about over 2,000 episodes. And you're, you, I'm sure WWE probably has like a course that's just like, hey, 
we're going to spend a week talking about the WWE, but you need to learn who all these people are first in the order of the, of the chairman of the board all the way down before we ever talk about what your job is. <laughs> right. They probably do. The corporate structure. Right. That thing is huge. Exactly. And it was like, we're going to quiz you on this later. <laughs> then she's like, all right, well, I'm going to do this <laughs> podcast really quick. <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> we have no idea. Just, to me, it's just it's baffling that fans were so pissed at this one thing that they're like, we don't want her. Get her off of here. Boycott Kenise. Like, what? Stop it. <laughs> it's just because people wanted something to be mad about. Yeah. I was thrown off, man. When I saw people were pissed and seeing like the hashtags and stuff, I was like, come on, man. Like, we're. we're I mean. They made a big enough think about it that somebody, <laughs> that somebody important enough to the WWE corporate structure got informed about it. Probably some investor that was like, what's up with this? And then that's when they had to let her go. Like, honestly, that's what it came down to. They made a big enough Probably. thing about it. Somebody that the higher up cared about made us think about it, where it was like, oh, okay, well, we got to get back. Listen, Nick Khan went to Johnny Ace and was like, hey, uh, we, we can't have him here. Oh, you're right, sir. Uh, people power. We'll get rid of her. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I genuinely feel bad for Kenise because fans turned on her so quick. They had no yeah, idea who did. she was. I was like, get out of here, man. And it's, and, and granted, we've had guys like AJ Hapney and we've had Danny Joel's on the show and we've talked to them and they're very well known as comedians as well as wrestling fans. But it's crazy, like, to have such a fresh eye into the business and be able to write pop culture jokes and, really just kind of write based on what she saw. I was like, this makes sense. But instead, you know, fans decided to be a bunch of assholes. Uh, that's what you get. Yeah. Will you, uh, you, you give people too much freedom? Yeah, for real. If we um, were in a third world country, they would have got shot. Yo, you, you, could you imagine what it would have been like if we were literally – in a in a third world country, like and like, she made that remark. Oh, bro. Know, right. And I don't mean to knock any of our fans out there from third world countries because let's be real, we are the third rock from the sun. So technically, everything is a third world problem. It's just that there you go. this part, it's like <laughs> anywhere else in the world, they would have been like fans would be like hang her. <laughs> well, maybe right. not that. They would have rid of her permanently. <laughs> Yeah. I was just, I feel so bad for Kenise though. I was like, yo, our fan base sucks, man. Like, she had all this great stuff going on, and she's probably, and you know, and something Mark Henry said on Busted Open, she's probably making a lot more money than she, like, has ever, ever had, right? But then all of a sudden, like, as a fan base, we were just like, fuck her. Like, we just, she don't care about our champion. And I think that's what it was, is that people felt like she just didn't care, which wasn't the point at all. She cared, it's just she was bringing up her point of view. And I, I had a problem with it. I was like, yeah, she stop. just wasn't knowledgeable about the product. She was being yeah. honest, maybe a little too honest. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. that can get you in trouble. Though. We all know that. But I'm like, I don't think she didn't belong because everyone starts somewhere. Doesn't exactly. mean she couldn't have made a big change. Now, we're not, now we'll never know. Now we'll never know. Maybe she could yeah. be the next Vince Russo. Yeah, you should. That, that could mean so many different things, but 
I, we're talking about the good parts. Maybe the good part, the good Vince Russo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like the early, earlier on Vince Russo. Somebody's gonna clip this out and they're gonna send it to him. <laughs> hey, 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 Russo, you're still a piece of shit. But I mean, you did some good shit earlier on, man. Got rid of WCW for me. Appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) You the goat. (laughs) Oh, damn. Uh, (laughs) All right. So, final (laughs) thoughts, man. Like, how do you guys feel about how the whole situation? He didn't need to be fired. Like, nah. Now nah, she didn't deserve to be fired. That was fucked up. Like, yeah, like seriously. Yeah, and then that job. And unfortunately, because wrestling fans can be really toxic, they got her fired, and it's messed up. Yeah, fuck the internet fans. Y'all can suck a big donkey dick. You know what? I hope y'all trip and fall down the steps. <laughs> that woman fired. She ain't do nothing to y'all. Hey, you know what? Like, I'm kind of upset at the community for getting her fired and removed. It wasn't necessary. It was just really, it was really shameful. And you know, maybe I don't want you guys to fall down the step. I just want you to hit the sidewalk and skin your knee. That's it. I just Peter hey, Griffin. Oh, man. I skin, actually, you know what? That's not a bad idea because I skinned the fuck out of my knee yesterday. That <laughs> shit hurt. Oh no, no, no. That shit hurt. Oh, it's been losing pain in the ass for the past 24 hours. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. I just want you to skin your skin knee. That's all I want you to do. <laughs> <laughs> Someone out there is going to be like, I just skinned my knee. And then we're, we're going to get here with a lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> Three Count Podcast wished this on me. I'm going to take him to court. <laughs> well, then like, you shouldn't be walking and watching her show at the same time. <laughs> that too. That's dangerous. Yeah, if you're an idiot watching right now and walking, please be safe. <laughs> All right. So, because like, if you walk in the pool, it is. Yo, so let's get into the best segment of the Three Count Podcast, whether it's the debate show or even now entering the ring. That is the Red Dogs Power Rankings. And we're not doing a song. We're not doing a song. Okay. That, that's only Chaz to sing with the whole. All right, party. please. Thank you. Thanks. All right. That's totally what we <laughs> let's go with let's go Thank with june know. 27th we're going to talk about our well it's not really ours it's mine we're gonna talk about the honorable mentions we're gonna start us off with naomi and oscar versus eva marie and i'm not calling her dewdrop i'm not calling her dewdrop it is piper <laughs> niven i'm calling her piper oh yeah That's her this fool called me this this fool called me dewdrop on friday because <laughs> <laughs> i wanted popcorn because <laughs> i wanted popcorn he called me dewdrop Oh no! <laughs> I refuse. I, I refuse. Yeah, I didn't get popcorn, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. I was looking out for you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so let's let's jump into our next honorable mention. Uh, we have Bobby Lashley versus Xavier Woods. That would have been the Hell in a Cell match on Raw, because you know you gotta okay. please your you gotta please your networks. You can have one on you can have one on SmackDown, but you better have one on Raw as well. <laughs> So let's jump into uh, our next honorable mention. It is Hit Row versus our recently released Ever Rise on NXT. Oh. Boy, that aged so well. All right, let's jump into our last last honorable mention, which is going to be Io Shirai and Zoe Starks versus um, 
Aaliyah and I forget, is it uh, Jessica Namay? Is that her name? Jesus, I forget. I forget. She she really didn't make a huge impact in the match. It was really Aaliyah just taking the whole Jessica, Jessica Maya? Is that her name? Jessica? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have no fucking idea who you're talking about. It's the other dumb bitch in the group. Yeah, I just like well, I pay attention. She's no, like, let me stop being mean. Let me stop being mean. I mean, I don't I don't know who is she actually. <laughs> well, this is this is great. So let's jump into number 10. <laughs> so number 10 is gonna be John Morrison versus Randy Orton on Raw. Uh I did like this match. I thought it was a lot of fun. We're gonna jump into number nine with Bailey and Seth Rollins versus Bianca Belair and Cesaro on SmackDown. Uh number eight is gonna be Seth Rollins versus Cesaro at Hell in a Cell. I feel like technically this was the best match of the night. Just hands down. Just going to put it out there. Um, number seven, I genuinely popped for this one. I'm not going to lie. Ricochet over uh, AJ Styles versus AJ Styles on, uh, on Raw. If you guys don't pick up on it yet, yes, I read winners to losers and on the show. <laughs> We're going to jump into number six, and I can't wait to hear the groans for this one. This is going to be Kenny Omega versus Jungle Boy. Uh, I hate you. Oh, poor Jungle Boy had to go through that. I feel so bad for him. I like Jungle Boy. But it was such a good match. <laughs> it's because Jungle Boy was in it. it you know what? I, I'm not going to front. I'm not going to put out that. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to jump into number five, which would have been uh, Riddle versus Drew McIntyre on Raw. This was a great match. And obviously, you know, it, it deserved what it got. We're going to jump into number three, which actually I think technically – this was another great match. It was just fun to watch two guys brawl it out. Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens at Hell in a Cell. Give all the loves to that one. We're going to move into number two, which would have been Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre at Hell in a Cell. And then our number one match, and I got to be honest, man, because she puts it down and she is so lit. We're going to go with Bianca Belair versus Bailey at Hell in a Cell. So here's your top 10 for the week. There's less, minus that Kenny Omega match. Yep. <laughs> Fuck that nigga. <laughs> I was like, I feel like that's that's always going to be a thing. Y'all just going to be like, no. Nah. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to tell you if I ever meet him, punch him in the dick. <laughs> well, like, I'm not even, I'm not going, I'm not going to, like, I'm going to shake his hand, get his autograph, and punch him in the dick when we're taking the picture. <laughs> he won't feel it. Whisper in his ear, you know what this is for and why. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Well, <laughs> shit. oh, this man's gonna end up wanting to meet me. God damn it! Yeah, he's probably gonna, gonna let me punch too. him in the dick too. You're gonna see it. But that is our show, y'all. So uh, you guys know what to do. You can write in the comments, like, subscribe to our channel, and then tell us about how much we are wrong. It doesn't really matter. We're gonna keep talking about how we're right. And oh, I'm always right. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't forget go check out our link tree linktree.com forward slash three count pod make sure you go buy our t-shirts on pro forward slash three count pod follow us on ig and tiktok at the three count pod as well as on twitter at three count underscore pod and uh yeah so that's pretty much our show don't forget to go check out our affiliates you guys know what to do linktree.com shows us that we have the coldest water go buy some other birch right now and then you guys know what to do Tune in next time and be there for the next episode and be there or just be somewhere else. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. 
But what I really want you to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the three count underscore pod. Give us a follow. Give us a like. Give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the three count pod. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to youtube.com. Give us a subscribe. Turn the bell on. Turn on notifications. Leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast. And in there, you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also, one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. At prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So. Show us some support, please.